injudicious ramblings of Andre and Gary. Oh, we can start. Can we start now? Is that what you're saying, Andre? We can start anytime. I, I actually now. said whenever. Whenever? Well, to be precise. Well, ever has become when. <laughs> when is now? Whence? Now. Gary, listen. Yes. Please step carefully around me today because if you annoy me, I will beat you. Uh, beat me. Which is a poor segue. I'm trying to segue. I will because you know what? I'm. I'm I'm going back to school now. I, I signed up for courses, so I will oh, see you Oh, you signed up already? School, yeah. You signed up? I did. What what, what class did you take that's the available Hudson. in the summer? Yeah, for... Oh, you take that's a Hudson? Yeah, something about, something about uh, topolo- topological giraffes. Some shit. Apps, apps, that's apps awesome. Giraffe theory. I wish you had told me that over the air. You know? <laughs> that is awesome. I, I was... They, they, haven't, they haven't given me an official acceptance letter, but they gave me my uh, UTSA ID, and they allowed me to register for the class. So I'm thinking I'm pretty much in. And you're jumping it, huh? Yeah. I jump yeah, in it. like, yeah, I just signed up. You can't kick me out now, fuckers. I jump in it, is what you said. <laughs> well, I was, when I saw the beaten thing, I was trying to inelegantly slide into, um, to transit into, uh, what transit word? authorities. What was the word? Not in, what, what is the word? Segway? You, yes, segue, inelegant. It was an inelegant segue at best. That was pretty but bad. This is what, it's horrible, right? Yeah, what, the great, the great thing about segues is if you don't talk don't, about them, people don't notice them. But once you draw your attention to them, people are like, oh, that was horrible. That is true. So that, that was a true. horrible segue, but please continue. Horrible segue. <laughs> but Wisconsin Representative Don Pridemore. Is he full of pride? He's full of something. Is, is he a pride of Pridemore? Gary, would you shut the fuck up already? <laughs> what, two minutes into the show already? I have to tell you that. Listen, yeah. this is what this gentleman says, right? Wisconsin Representative Don Pridemore. Need we ask if he's Republican or Democrat? Uh, well, his name is Pridemore, so he's probably a Republican. Let's assume he's a Republican. He says, rather, well, rather than divorcing an abusive spouse. Actually, you know what? I just realized I asked the question before I posed the out. <laughs> that was so fucking stupid. I know. But guys, what, what, um, we normally introduce what, what the Bliss Podcast today is brought to us by a particularly fine port called Optima 10. Optimal 10, yes. Yeah, no, Optima. Optima. Yeah, Optima 10. Um, so, sort of like a... What, a Tony sort port. Sort of like an Acura, isn't it? A Tony Port. Um, <laughs> fantastic brew. And that is why I'm in my cups. And I am... Um, well, I'm not as fluent or as eloquent as I normally am. But yes, Representative Don Pridemore helpfully suggests, right? This is the gentleman says, Rather than divorcing an abusive spouse, you should try to remember the things you love about the guy while he's beating you up. Let me quote him. Let me quote him. What? Listen, this is what he says. He, he he's against divorce for any reason, including domestic abuse. Instead of <laughs> leaving an abusive situation, women should try to remember the things they love about their husbands. Right? This is what this is what Don Pride more says. You mean because because and, they 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 raped her and be, because they were following biblical law, she had to marry them. <laughs> oh wait! Well, I don't think Don Pride would have a problem with any of that. No, no, he wouldn't. Of course not, because right. he's ob- obviously saying that. Yeah. But, okay, continue. I'm. But, I'm yeah, no, speechless. it's a shocking thing. That's what I'm saying. I, I wish he was speechless. He said, "If <laughs> and I quote, and this is a quote now, if they can refind those reasons and get back to why they got married in the first place, it they, might help." They. So why they got married? Savagely beaten by a man two to three times his size. Probably, right? Yes. 
you know, you, 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 what you should do at that moment is not so much as curl up in a ball and try and cover, you know, you, you, the more tender parts of your anatomy with your forearms and with your thighs and your legs and your shin. What you should actually do is reflect upon when times were good. When he was courting you with flowers, when he came to your house and he opened that door for you. I'm pretty sure that if the guy's beating her, he never did that stuff. Probably bought her a couple of beers, though. He probably had slipped her a roofie. Remember when Quite the guy conscious. slipped you a roofie? Oh, that was a great time. Remember when you, you, got, you had sex and, and got pregnant, so you got married? Um, <laughs> uh, way before uh, it was time for you guys to get married? Yeah, that yeah, was... Yeah. Remember the first because, month? Because you grew up in a small town, and your fucking priest told sure. you that you should probably get married before you have sex, and so you got not, married at 16 so or 17. the family. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, probably probably want to remember that that time. So if, when, um, when you were forced into, coerced into marrying... Uh, either actually, both of them were probably coerced. But let's just listen, and of course, you know, we always hack back. We always, you know, talk about when the Bible um, <laughs> said, should, "Should a man, you know, back in the Jewish times, no, sorry, not the Jewish times, back, back, in, the, the Jewish back times. in the Old Testament times, you know, right. where the Jews, well, the Jewish, the early Israelites, um, when it was fully supported, should a man rape you? Yeah, you should, exactly. That the the man should be forced to uh, marry. The woman that uh, but, and I wouldn't raped. say force, force like when they say force the man to marry her, it's not even that harsh. It's, it it, sure to it me, is. it sounds like a strong suggestion, less than you know, far less than forcing him. Oh, he he sh- he should marry her and take care of yes, her. Yes, he should. It's a yes, a, str- a suggestion. You should marry. So you've raped this woman. You should marry her. Uh, needless to say, the um, Islamic religion, they still sort of, um, they, I think they still... It's, it's about the same. Well, no, because what they do is the woman that was raped, they kill. <laughs> Which is also a uh, biblical law. If if she uh, is yes, not like a virgin, if, that you take her to the end, the end yes, of the town and If you do that. rape her, and she has been raped before, yeah. you should kill her. Mm-hmm. Because... <laughs> and, and if, if uh, the woman is not a virgin... Uh, on her marriage night, then you also take her out and kill her. Yeah, but this is although you can get, I think, fifteen silver pieces or something from the father. By the way, um, I encountered <laughs> a Catholic young lady um, recently, like last Saturday night, which is extraordinary. She was extremely attractive. I did like her, and I felt very. You, you know, on this show, I have spoken very, very stridently against people who are Catholics. Pretty much, yeah. Who are, and who, because it's, you, rightfully okay, so, you have your religion. You're free to believe whatever hogwash you choose to. But when you sacrifice the innocence of young children on the altar of your sacerdotal leanings and associations, I cannot support you. It is, as I said, we, as we continue to say, there's one thing for a, it's in an individual priest to rape a child. is another thing for scores and and. And what thousands of thousands was it? Oh, it's more than ten thousand. I mean, because they've been doing it for well, forever. And it is an institutional, organizational imperative to bury this information. Sure, and they finally got one of them up at the top of the church. Oh yeah, we got one. <laughs> Do you know? Like, I, I forgot. I didn't bring the story up in the show, but um, apparently they've been lobbying hard. For it was that. leaked. Um. Some sort of um, thing was leaked about abuse in, I think it was in Italy or something. And immediately the Pope and they launched an inquiry, an inquiry, not into the abuse of the children, into the leak into the from leak. inside yes. the church. Oh, yeah. They promptly got in that case. Yeah. So, but you know what? I actually, 
I actually went against my conscience, and she was so attractive and so well, intelligent, personable. I Perhaps actually you can, you can didn't want. I was interested, and I, but I've always said, Gary, that any Catholic, actually, but we did have a, a sort of discussion about the abuse, and she said she was it was wrong. She understood it, and she couldn't defend it. So that was kind of that kind of ameliorated the situation right. for me. It made it better. It was a bit of it was a when my raw wounds. It's like it's oh. like it's like putting mustard on a soggy sandwich, though. <laughs> and and uh, by the way, I was a soggy sandwich because I called her and she did not re- reply answer my phone calls. So uh. that was. I didn't make fun of Noah's act though before I realized well, she was an atheist. No, I met her through one of my atheist friends, whom you know. You know, okay. I, I would actually tell you, you met one of my atheist friends, um, and I assume everybody with him is an atheist. Hmm. And I immediately launched into um, making fun of the Catholic Church and of Noah's well, Ark. Noah's Ark, if, if 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 they can't take harassment of Noah's Ark, then they are deep. They are too far deep for you, for no, you to do deal with. Do you know what I, the impression I got was that they had never thought about it ever before? Because oh. when when we said so, when we said something, because they asked me, so okay, so how did you become an atheist? And I said the two things that the first the most the first um, <laughs> I read the Bible. Operative. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> actually, the, the first point, the thing that um, revealed itself to me was when I looked. I you know grew up in a country that's predominantly black and Indian, right? And there were Indian churches and black churches, and I. I asked the question, but if God loves everybody equally and we all God's children and we're trying to, you know, shape ourselves into, you know, somebody that into a follower of Jesus, we want to be Christ-like, why should we separate ourselves among racial lines? Never got a good answer for that. Yeah. And then Noah's Ark was the second thing that kind of pissed, that kind of, as a young child, I never fully believed, right? Right. So they asked me that and I told them about Noah's Ark and they looked at me with a sort of an uh, expression in their face and I, I just, realized they had never thought about the imbecility never, how, the I, I don't know how you can get this far in life, beyond 25 and not have met someone who's mocking you about about the R but people are so insular though like I, I, I hope to, to I hope to surround myself with only atheists from now on till I die so I, I, I am seeking insularity, Gary. I want right, yeah, right, right. to be a parole, to be, I want, I'm seeking, I am, I am actively in, and engagedly, right, hunting out parochialism. Right. My parochialism is in form of atheist. I would love right. everybody around me to be a staunch atheist, right? Died in the world, unrepentant, strident. Strident. <laughs> strident. Well, I mean, you're already a strident just by saying anything about negative about the Bible. Right? Well, but I might say it, you might say it sotto voce and that is strongly, but I want an atheist a, procre- a proclaim from the rooftops sort of atheist around me. That's what I'm seeking, Gary. I want an atheist who views every other... Are you going to write hymns to every- atheists? Why would I not? I'm going to form a religion. I want to form a religion of atheism and be the god of that religion. That is my intention. Okay. Such is my intention. Okay. So, so, okay, but let's move on this topic, Gary. Let's look. Gary yes, has well. a list of topics on the board there. I threw some stuff up there. Today. Yeah. Well, we, you, you, you talked about Inhoff, Inhof, Inhofe. I think it's Senator James Imhoff. Yeah. I think it's I M H O F E. I am. This gentleman. Um, this gentleman yeah. made a statement recently. Um, I can't exactly quote him. Well, he said, uh, let's but, see. But no, let, let, no let, let me let the table because I was speaking to this about a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if it was you, Gary. I doubt it was you. It was another atheist. 
But I think the person, so clarify this, right? Okay. I was speaking, so let's say I'm speaking to you and tell me then if it was or wasn't you. I was okay. speaking to you about two or three weeks ago and I was saying to you, the reason why Christians and people of religious beliefs are, diff- are difficult and especially the evangelical Christians, like the Pentecostals, is because the things that you all think are jokes, like when Rick Santorum and they say some really some um, you know things about well, that sex that sex is immoral that you shouldn't that wearing condoms is like a and is like a gateway into immoral immoral behavior that kind of and when we start so talk about Israel and the Armageddon and that the Christians really believe that we need to have a, there needs to be a final war between Israel and every other country in the rest of the world and you people don't think that they really vote along those lines and that they don't vote to promote those agendas and ideologies. You all think that we're crazy. When Pat um, Robertson says that, you know, God strikes certain places um, with hurricanes or whatever because they're being evil, because they right. pass gay laws, that is not Pat Robertson being an imbecilic, senile fool. This is actually well, it is. believed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not solely due to him being... Okay. It is actually... Did he actually believe this is that? actually... Yeah. Believed by everybody in my family and, and most of the people that I know and everybody I know within the church group of the Pentecostals in Trinidad in America and in Africa when they you they sincerely believe that's why in Uganda because it's a predominantly Christian country heavily influenced now by the marauding right in yes. America who go and you right, know they're starting to kill gay people yes and, but and and they're passing the laws through parliament yeah. to formalize the uh, incarceration right. of gay people, yeah. you know that kind of stuff. So you, when I was wasn't you then, but the person was doubting me. I, that's why I don't think it was you because I think you. No, no, because I knew about this. I know about that. Okay, so it wasn't you. But so the other atheist guy was doubting that senators and that congressmen actually believed in those things and they actually voted that they believe that to be poor is to be a judgment yeah. from God and that if you are poor, then you should accept that judgment. But there's a life. Here, thereafter, and you have a choice to make whether to choose a life of heaven or a life of hell. And at poverty, someone brings you close to the God because suffering is a what is a you know. Is, so suffering is good. I mean, right. just to look at look at uh, the saint, whatever the fucker name was. Uh, All of them. Yeah, Those but what, what's the what's the one that recently died? Oh, uh, Mother Teresa. Yes, that you know, her whole yeah her yes. whole thing was she actively suffering. promoted suffering. Yeah. Yes, yeah. even when because she was inundated with donations and fees. No, read um Hitchens' book um about Mother Teresa, yeah. Christopher Hitchens' book. Yeah, whatever it is, I don't remember. Right, but but yeah, she he you know she was actively swarmed with thousands, thousands of millions of dollars of donations, and she preached self abnegation to the point where she would even deny the nuns and the helpers that worked under her. Um, and the people that were that came under care from simple necessities because she really believed in in suffering. Yeah. She was, you know, a martinet. Well, some she's a martinet, and she imposed her. She's very much a despot- so. yeah. despotism. You know, guys are suffering. You know, I, I think it's called the the missionary position. She never, uh, Mother Teresa never ever hesitated from embracing the worst of the worst right. of the um the despots and, and the tyrants around the earth at the time who <laughs> sacrificed thousands of thousands of people <laughs> and who were directly responsible for suffering but she would do a photo up with them at any point in time yeah, yeah go out and fly, fly right right but uh we're talking about Inhofe it is yes. I-N-H-O-F-E by the way is Inhofe is that yeah. okay no. so Sandra James Inhofe what did he say Gary uh well there's there's two things I want to cover one which you I don't think you knew about 
But uh, the one that you're talking about is that the global warming hoax is biblically inspired. He's promoting a book called The Greatest Hoax, How the Global Warming Conspiracy Threatens Your Future. And he told interviewer Vic Eliason on Wednesday, now this is from March 9th from thinkprogress.org, so he told uh, interviewer Vic Eliason on Wednesday that only God can change the climate and the idea that man-made pollution could affect the seasons is, quote, arrogance. And let me give you the quote. Well, actually, the Genesis 8.22 that they use in there is that as long as the earth remains, there will be springtime and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night. My point is, God's still up there. The arrogance of people to think that we, human beings, would be able to change what he is doing in the climate is, to me, outrageous. And there's a link so you can listen to the actual uh, interview with the douchebag. Now, on this show, we like to try and delve a little bit deeper. Okay, give me the second point. Let me give you the second point, uh, because it goes a little bit deeper than that. Um, Inhofe uh, had an interview, went on uh, Rachel Maddow's show, and the quote that he finally says, he was doing all his usual bullshit that he says about God not wanting the world to end and shit like that. But then he said, uh, and he was a former chair of the Senate Environment Committee, and he says, quote, I was actually on your side, that would be Rachel Maddow's side, about global, pro-global okay. warming. I was actually on your side of this issue when I was chairing that committee, and I first heard about this. I thought that it must be true until I found out what it cost. Oh my God! I see. Washington, do you know I had? I wish you had let me said what I was going to say before uh, I even knew you made that statement. Uh, because I did not know that he said that, and I was going to bring it back to. And that was from March sixteenth. So. On this show, we know we've been talking about it. It every it. it, it not to be not to be tried, but it comes down to resources and limited resources yeah. and people fighting and struggling to see who can gain the biggest share or or the biggest the strongest hold on those limited resources. Mm-hmm. And you see Senator Inhofe says it very clearly there. He was on the side of science until science the science of science was inimical to the side of money and his yeah. vested political interests. And he doesn't mean he does not mean because this is a common. Um, right, he's talking about physical dollars, not the yes. cost of human life. Right. Fuck no, human no. life. Who gives a sure. shit about that? You're all going to paradise sure. afterwards. Right? But, yeah. but he doesn't mean that it's going to cost America money to prevent global warming. Because, listen, there could be no cost involved. When, when they claim, what are we leaving for our children and the debt leaving for our children? If there's no earth for our children to live on, there's nothing. Right? If, but listen, if there's no environment, if there are no resources, the debt could be zero. It would not profit our children any. He doesn't. That's not what he's talking about, though. What he is talking about in the cost of money is what is going to cost him as a senator when people like the Koch brothers and all the other mm-hmm. polluters, right, like Union Carbide and whatever iteration that they know, and BP and all of it, what is going to cost them when BP and they withdraw their bribery dollars <laughs> that they contribute to their campaigns? That's what he means by the cost. Yeah. Because, listen, it would co- it costs human beings pennies on the dollar, every American, pennies on the dollar to reduce our carbon emissions, to change the way of our lifestyle. It, because, and, and sec- you know, there are so many other... Um, it's like circular cost. Like, for example, and every hit we take as to what we think is, um, you know, energy policies we have now, we reap the reward 
of pioneering future policies, you know, um, in conservative and green energy. Hmm. And we get to dominate the world. It had America seize the world market there. We, you know, because that's what China is doing. China, they're actively trying to seize the solar market. Right, and, and they're working in the working towards. I mean, yeah. they're outspending us about twenty something times to one. Yeah. And had America seized that market, we would have provided Americans with manufacturing jobs and know-how for decades and centuries. Yeah. Because fossil fuel has a lifespan. It doesn't matter if the lifespan is twenty billion years from now, but it has a finite lifespan. Even the conservative pretend scientists will tell you that. Right, okay. so in often day, he's not talking about the cost as in the cost to Americans. He's not talking about the cost as to the country that we're gonna lose because it's been shown uh, that he would profit. He's talking about the cost himself. I think, I think, I think it works on multiple levels. I think it does. I think it has to do with because if he says it's going to cost us, screen. the yeah. smoke screen. Of if course. he says it's going to cost you know a uh, hundred billion dollars to do it, he knows that his he can't sell that to his consti- constituency because he's an asshole. <laughs> but it, right, but and, and, but in addition, in addition, it does not cost anybody a hundred billion dollars. When you do the same way, let me. When your Republican says right, when let me give you a force that cut, let me give you a guy that cut me. When your Republican says, like Paul Ryan and his budget, we're going to cut taxes, but the economy, they, they predicate their cutting taxes, right, and they put in figures into that budget on their belief, never proven, never belief. That when you cut taxes, it will spur innovate, it will spur capital investment and growth because right. people who in the last thirty years it's worked really good. It's worked fantastic, right? Because this is uh, this is basically uh, Reagan's plan, right? Yes. Even before, yeah. But that's but but they but they factor these figures, right? Which have been proven to be false, right? That these Austrian sort of economics has not worked anywhere in the Western world, it's namely in Latin America. It, that is why the IMF and all those countries are doing it. It's not working in Greece now. Right? Austerity measures never work. When you cut taxes on the wealthy, it never works. You just remove capital from circulation. Okay. Right? Now, when they do their budget plans, they take an idea that has been demonstrably proven to be false. The idea is that when you cut taxes, you will put capital in society and everybody will benefit from it. But they put that into their budgets and the, CB, the, the CBI, they're, they're allowed to do that. However, coming to... When you when you use an actual factually correct argument, as in, if you invest money in renewables and you invest training of your people in renewables and you start like a about a hundred a hundred fifty renewable renewable um, university courses and 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 not just university courses but like you put them into um, community colleges and stuff right. like that in America and you build manufacturing that field the the comeback the return on investment is so fantastic because you corner the market and you therefore just like how America was the king of cars like early right you you, you sent them to uh What's it called? Taiwan. Uh, uh, training. No, no. Yeah, you, you sent you sent the the citizens to training, or at least the companies did. They trained the people how to do sure. it. Right now, uh, as I've noticed, uh, people don't want to train the employees. They expect the employees to show up already knowing how yes, to do it. Yes. Now, uh, in the higher thought jobs, that's it's a little bit different. But yeah. like even I, I you know, that is true. bachelors of engin- electrical engineering, I have they not- they. They want you either fresh out of college, yeah. or they want you to have been trained in whatever the hell that they're doing. That's bullshit. And even lower than that, 
too. Like, I mean, most of the because it's you still think about high level jobs, though. It, but now that you said it, I haven't thought about it really, but that is true. Even the technical jobs, they're starting to ask more and more to expect that you come Yeah, so, so you have to go and, and spend. Basically, you have to go in debt to get a job now. So you have sure. to go to DeVry to learn sure. how to run the little uh, robot right. machine. A horrible yeah. institution. And, yeah. and the thing is, had, but America had the opportunity to seize the, the market. I mean, the capital of ideas market, the capital of trained employees. Market, we used to have that. We could have done that in solar and in wind or whatever renewable energy. And they, they don't factor in. So when you say it's going to cost $100 million to do this in whatever in renewable energy, they refuse to factor in the money that comes in the back end, <laughs> which is proven to be true. However, for demonstrable lie, when you cut taxes, that money comes in the back end through trickle down, which is demonstrable lie. The CBI, which is the government, supposedly government on... By um not unbiased. What's the agency that is on on uh, affiliated either side? I mean, there's another word that they use. Uh, bipartisan. Yes, bipartisan. Or non, non-partisan. Yeah, non-partisan agency. The CBI allows them to factor in this demonstrable lie into their figures. So when they say they cut taxes and the budget um, shortfall isn't 20 billion, it normally is just a the simple matter. I mean, the simple matter of like four trillion instead of being 40 trillion is because the CBI allows them to factor yeah. in this apocryphal sort of um, created facts and figures of money coming in the back end, which has never been proven to be true. Oh, it's coming in the back end. It's getting paid <laughs> directly to the fucking Congress people. Okay, yeah. Well, in the back, okay, so the I mean, back talking end talking like $500,000, $800,000 to George Bush to... For their government campaigns. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, that's just for, 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 uh, for him to do the, the pharmacy stuff. But but and the figures small though like do you see no do you see the ones that the, like the congress the, the congressmen get the like, lower the lower one the lower congress grand, people get and they yeah. sell out for twenty grand like it's nothing you yeah. know like, it's amazing shit yeah I was I was thinking I would uh, I would I would go higher I like would you you give me a billion dollars and I'll think about it but until then I'm gonna go with the science fuckers Gary, do you think you're the only one? <laughs> this is this is this is where you a congressman you would demand a billion dollar bribe. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll go for a billion dollars because then high. you can take the billion dollars and invest it in stuff that would be against the fuckers that are giving you the money. Because obviously they have money because they're lying. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah, that's stealing. that's not true. That it's not money does not equal lies. Yeah, man. But of like Koch brothers, uh-huh. fuck them. Oh sure, sure. But yeah, man is still in character. I would say though, because <laughs> I would settle for much as in a billion. It's gonna happen. Oh, it is gonna happen. I just, I just, I just want to make him sweat. When I, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll take the ten grand. <laughs> okay, next up, Gary, let's go. Uh, let me see. Uh, Netflix. Netflix is starting a super pack. You know, uh, the, you know, the, you know, you were. No, I know nothing about this topic. Well, are you, you're aware of the super packs, right? Yeah, Where, I know the super packs. Okay. Yes. Well, Netflix is starting a super pack to uh, push a. You remember SOPA? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're using uh, a super pack to push a SOPA like uh, uh, legislation. Do they think this is going to work out well for them? Uh, well, the people on. Is on this, on uh, Slashdot are really pissed off about it, and a lot of people are, are jumping ship because does, that's bullshit. Saying, this is new. Like this has to have come out this, like no, it next just, two. It just came out in the last couple of days. So do they don't think this is gonna get blown up? And <laughs> they already lost a bunch. Didn't they lose a bunch? Of, lose a bunch of subscribers right. when they raised their prices and they different. They did a, dif- a price right. differentiation between, between the CDs and the streaming. Yes. They lost about was it twenty something percent, uh, and they like think that, yeah. this is going to work out for them. Yeah, 
Well, I think what they're doing is uh, the the money crunchers are doubling down, and they're hoping that the because the MPAA, that's the music industry, uh-huh. uh, is pushing all the legislation against uh, piracy, the anti-piracy legislation. So Netflix, I think, is hoping that they can ride the coattails in for the video and and movie side of it. And and if if it works out for them, they're in good position because they have. A lot of deals already with most of the major. I get no, I get that, I get that. But there's nothing. If I so, want to steal a movie, the stuff on Netflix is too old for me to want to steal. Netflix has nothing current. Well, I, uh, I think according to the stuff I've been reading, they have more current stuff than what's on like Amazon Prime or Hulu. Hulu's got television. Right. And Amazon Prime has television. Netflix has the latest movies. But. But like Amazon, Netflix Am- has Amazon latest movies now. Well, Amazon, oh. Am- like uh, the 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 second to last Harry Potter film wasn't on Amazon, for example. The very last one was, but the second to last one wasn't. Okay. <laughs> but apparently, you could get on, on Netflix. I, I can't see that working out well for Netflix. I, I don't can't think so. see that. I, I mean, don't I, think that, I will. I will never give them another dollar. That's what I'm saying. And as long as, and I think they're going to publicize it. I think. Oh yeah. The the, they think the it's blogs a idea. that be are going to jump and publicize it. And I think they're going to take a hit for it. Yeah. I, you know, in this, 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 is a, this particular point in this climate, you can get by on many things. Like Barack Obama and, the, Repu- and the, the, the Democrats and the Republicans in Congress have been denying us of our, and stripping us of our rights willy-nilly. Right. Well, well uh, uh, supposedly, the Obama administration is still pushing through the Stop the Stop an, uh, Online Piracy Listen, Act. let us talk, okay, and this brings us to the Obama administration. Because <laughs> let's talk about this as a whole. Because everybody, I've heard they speak about things individually and they don't take it as a sum. Let's put a sum together, guys. Let's build this puzzle. Could you, I don't have a pen, so could you write down? Yeah, you do. It's right there. To your left. Uh, give me a sheet of paper. I don't have a sheet oh, of paper. Oh, now you don't have paper. Just write down these things. No, because okay. I, no, I want to tell it to you and just put them down okay. and see how this puzzle is. Obama, right? And the government. Okay, let's start off with the mandate. We, have, we spoke about this before, but let's get lyrical and let's wax lyrical on the mandate, right? Okay, so let, and also put, put SOPA first, because you're talking about SOPA. So they're trying to strip our privacy with SOPA. Okay. Obama, they, they're also doing warrantless, they're also doing warrantless wiretapping, which they're continuing from the Bush administration, right? Yep. And they've pushed it much further than the Bush administration ever, ever did. Look right. it up, right? The Obamacare mandate. It is an estimable. It is a estimable act. It is worthy of approbation and worthy of praise. Listen, every civilized country in the world tries to cover all their people. Not I everyone. agree. The United States doesn't. Right? That the Obama. Let's say the Obamacare at its best is an attempt to cover as many people as possible. We admire the the exist um they can cover people with pre existing conditions. We admire that children can stay on the roll until they're twenty six instead of getting kicked off the parents well, let's, Okay, but, but let's, we let's go back before all of that. Yes. Before Gary. you call it Obamacare. <laughs> let's call but it they, they call it Obama and they're claiming it now. Right. Obama and they are claiming Obamacare now. He are says they? yes, he says actually oh, he had a speech God. about a week and a half ago where he says I like that they call it Obamacare because I care. Okay. So he's came in now. Okay, let, so he's the, buying it. The like, Affordable Health Care Act. Okay. Let us also mention briefly that it has been shown by many, many um, econ, you know, economic analysis 
that America's debts would be wiped out if America had universal health care. Even with the ridiculous spending on the military and all that and, and that crap, were we to have a um, universal health were we to have a universal health in America at the same level of the next the next less efficient country is which is which is England, the America would have no wait, debt. Wait, wait, England is just above America in in efficient health care. Yeah, in, in efficiency of healthcare. That is true. Huh. Uh, when when they put together the cost per person plus the outcomes or whatever, England is right. But they're still about half as they're still ha- about fifty percent better than America is. Yeah, okay. So it's not close, but it's yeah, but okay. it, we would have no national debt in America, right? Yes, healthcare takes that much out of the resources of our country, right? right. But so, and, and the reason that we don't have that is because of the tax situation. Of the pri- no, that's a, that's the private insurance. That's the money going right. to the private insurance. But, but the the way that you have to pay for this is you have to tax everybody. You have to tax yes, yes, the rich. Yes, sure, of course, you have to tax everybody. That's how healthcare gets paid for. But right. every when you tax everybody, the taxes that they take are very small. The taxes that they would take from you, from a, okay, from the individual in America, if everybody would be in tax or healthcare, would be much less than your job is taking from you, plus those ridiculous um, what do you call it? Um, not what do you call it when um, what when you're not covered? What do you call it? You have the, your health, you have your healthcare coverage, for right. insurance, and then you have the amount that you must pay also the copay. Oh, the copay, yeah, yeah. It is much less than that. Almost, yeah. like, in fact, all the only times I've gone to the hospital in England has been has been quite a few times. Mm-hmm. I have never ever paid a cent out of my pocket. Exactly. Yeah. And but, if you haven't seen Sicko, which I know uh, panders, uh, the Roger, uh, Roger Moore, the Michael Moore Michael. film Sicko. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen that. Watch it. Uh, he he does take liberties a, a bit, but he's fairly uh, pretty much on the board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much on the board. As I said, I have been. To, I got really pissed off. Yes, well, for serious things in, in in England, and I have not ever paid. I think you pay copies for like really. Like you know, like well, you want to do, you do for drugs. It's like what six dollars. No, or I something. only pay for the, the medicine. I no, you do copies for things like um. When you want to do cosmetic surgery, oh yeah, for, that, for, for that, uh, non non yes. Uh, important, yes, yeah. non yes, that kind uh, of stuff. elective surgery, yes, elective. So all putting together all that. Now we have these um, this intermediary force of that strips away every single efficiency from the healthcare system is called the private insurers, <laughs> the for profit private insurers. Their job is simply to fucking take skim money over okay. the middle and the top, right? Okay. That is where all the money goes into healthcare. Now, Obama, the, the, was the leading cause of bankruptcy in America, Gary? Well, the number one cause of bankruptcy is healthcare. Healthcare costs. Yeah. And 60% of those people that go bankrupt have healthcare covered by their jobs, etc. Yes, but they so can't afford it. You already have healthcare, but you, so you have healthcare covered by your job. You have healthcare insurance, but you're still going bankrupt. Paying for the healthcare. Paying for the healthcare that you're supposedly right. covered for. Right, exactly. and it is the leading cause of bankruptcy in America. Okay, if I go to the emergency room and I have cancer or whatever, I don't have healthcare, and I run up a bill. That bill goes is accredited to my record. No matter, hmm. it's a matter of record. So I have credit problems, right? right? Even though I have no money, I don't have. So right, and who pays for it? The taxpayers. But, but the taxpayers, <laughs> but it still is on my record, right? Is what I'm saying. Now, okay, when, let's say with this Obama healthcare mandate, right, I am forced now to pay, according to the amount of money I make, 
a penalty for not having health care, which is fraught with problems. Because I you assume that a person does not pay for health care, one, either they're unemployed, or two, they're, they're underemployed, and they, they make so little money that the fucking ridiculous prices for healthcare is beyond their means, right? right. Or three, as I've seen on a, on a couple of the, now they, they may be trolls, uh, young people who think that they don't need healthcare because they're 20 years old and they're perfectly healthy. Right, but that's foolishness, right? Well, yeah, stupid people. But yes, sure. but very foolish, right? right. And, and, and they can't even, you know, but it's expensive, okay, but I, and, I understand that. But it's very, I think it very mean very few people, because most jobs that you work in, if, the, let's say a 20 some year old person, 22 year old person, your job is going to cover you anyway. So these young people that they claim... They used to cover. They're not doing right, that anymore. Right. But you know why? Because so, it's too fucking... So it's even fucking more expensive. For the companies that make it billions of dollars. So it's even more egregious. But I'm against that point with the young people who <sighs> choose who choose not to get covered by healthcare. They, these, who are these mysterious, wealthy, affluent young people who don't get healthcare through their companies and choose, but they have enough liquid cash to choose not to cover themselves? I don't know who these young people they are. They don't. They don't. That's the whole point, is they don't cover themselves because they think, one, they're not going to get into a bad car accident. Two, they're not going to have any health problems. That's right. the whole point. Yes, but who are these young... Okay, this is what I'm asking you. Who are <laughs> these young people without jobs that cover them, but with enough money to pay for the exorbitant health care course oh, on their own? Yeah. What is this group? What is this huge group? I'm not talking about 10 young people. Uh, what is the, this huge subset? five or six people who were started Facebook. Okay. <laughs> so, that it, listen, these... Silly claims that these people make are, are ridiculous. Yeah. If I was, if we were young and I were in a good enough job, then the job would cover me. Right. If I'm young and I work in Burger King, then I can't fucking pay for healthcare anyway right. or water. Right. So it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so let's go on. Obama. So let's say I don't choose. A, I can't afford to cover myself for healthcare, but I'm taxed by the government now because they say. It's a cover the cost of the emergency rooms. Now, emergency <laughs> rooms don't provide preventive care. Nope. They don't which provide... Is, right, it was, right. Go ahead. Which is... Which is yeah, it's preventive care. It's, it's everything. It's everything. That's yeah. why the cost... That's what the costs are. The, it, the, you're going to say it's about, what, 20% of people who generate about 90% of the cost of society. Yeah. Right? If you... Those 20% of... But those people are also... They tend... The correlation tend... The, the, the Venn diagram um, tends to show you that the, the coverage area of the poor... People who can afford healthcare and the 20% of people who generate all of the costs, it shows a huge union between those two sets right. in the Venn diagram of all things. Because what, what, what happens when you, don't people, have, when you don't have preventative, especially just free preventative, you go in, they check you out. Because what happens is if something, if you get sick, like let's say you get a nosebleed, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a nosebleed, I can't afford to sure. go, you know, turns out that you have a tumor. Well, by the time you actually are forced to go in because you um, can't see because your eyeball is popping out. $400,000 for one yeah. night. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's bullshit. You're 100% correct. You know? And, and, and that's an extreme example, but it's, it's just a, it's the little things. Okay, let's say it's a sure. little thing. It's, sent, it's symptoms. Yeah. That's why we have yeah. symptoms and the kiosks and, right. and you catch a and symptom early. And you can't early. afford $150 to just go get checked out. And, that, that might, and you might solve the problem for $200 right. if you cut it. Right. But then it might snowball into a five hundred thousand dollar problem yeah. in or, ten or months, even more. In, yeah. Right? Now a lifelong problem. The, will the Obamacare mandate so when so the Obamacare taxes you punitively if you can't afford healthcare. Because they say you choose not to freaking pay for your healthcare. Because that's that's yeah. that's the interpretation. I don't care what the fuck they say. What they're saying is that you choose not to 
ill. Right, you, you are choosing not to yeah. have a, a good enough job. Yes. Uh, oh, is that, is that to to cover all of your expensive well to pay for it? Yeah. Well, so oh, you, you've got you've got children and you got laid off. Oh, well, you yeah. you know, well, just get rid of the kids. So let me ask you a question: <laughs> Will the Obamacare mandate prevent people from getting into bankruptcy? Let's no. say I don't buy health care. No, the answer is no. Right? And I get sick. And so I'm, I'm getting taxed. I'm getting punitively taxed by the Obamacare mandate. And I go into the, into the emergency room because I can't get preventive health care still. I can only go into the emergency room and I have a cancer and I my bill comes up to $50,000, no, $500,000 for getting my cancer cured. Am I still bankrupt? Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah. So this mandate, apart from the fact that it's fucking unconstitutional overreach by the fucking government, it still does not solve any fucking problem whatsoever for poor people. It solves no problem. Not, you still not even poor? poor. No, you're making it, it's making it poorer. Right, and not, not even the poor. The middle class. It, we're talking uh, middle yeah. to lower middle class. Yeah, when class. I say poor, I mean middle class. Like, yeah. it, listen, I don't, you see, I don't hold water with this fucking we, we, bullshit. We, we should probably say the, unrich. The whole country, <laughs> yes, say unrich. It's about the whole country, this whole thing where everybody talks about the middle class under attack and they discard poor people. Fuck all of you all. I care. All you Christians, didn't the Bible say you care about the least among us? I no, care no, no, no. about you're, you're, you're every fucking body. I even care about rich people. I am but the but Bible Bible also says that you should um uh God helps those who help themselves. That is true. Which is which is the uh, new prosperity gospel, yes. which uh, my entire fucking family goes by. Sure, because that's beautiful to believe, right? And discard yeah. all the the you know. Yeah, if, if, you know, and, and you're being punished by God anyway. Uh, sure, because of some, you know, some ill. This is why Ill- I hate. Attack. This is why I hate religion, and I hate faith, and I hate the whole all idea of behind all. Of it, and if you thought about it, you would hate it too. If yeah. you just thought about it a little bit. But you know what? Yes. Let Let's believe the Bible is the Bible is correct, and we're going to pick the part that says you should care about the least among us. My, but this whole thing is. When, because it's a common thing now, Obama and all the Democrats and all of them talk about middle class, middle class, middle class. Of course, I care about the fucking middle class because the middle class are, they are, full, are getting rapidly shoved into poverty. Yeah. But I care about everybody, and it's verboten to mention the poor people because you know what? This in this political climate, the Republicans have made it so if you say poor people, they equate it with some minorities or whatever. It's, that's they, a they, large part of what is going with Obama, That's a large part of what is going on now. Yeah. With poor equates minorities, and the common canard that the minorities are the moochers in society and the lazy fucking ones, and that's why they're afraid to talk about it. But I care about every fucking body poor, middle class, rich. I, I, I care about rich people too. I want everybody to be fucking happy, right? It has shown, you know, the study that showed that once you make over what $75,000 a year, your happiness index in America doesn't appreciably rise even if you make $10 billion a year. No. Exactly goes, the the more you make, the less the less happy you so, are. Yeah, you to know. a point, I so think. I care about the rich so much that I would gladly reduce them to 75 <laughs> <laughs> Dude, by, by the way, I'm just talking shit because when I'm when I graduated, I started making money, and I refused to make $75 a year because I would be bitterly disappointed with right. so much I made. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right, but yes, putting the mandate together with the NDAA law that Obama that was passed through the through the um, Republican Congress, three hundred and forty something to three. The only people accepting Rand Paul, I think Rand, Ron, and one other person. This the NDAA law is the law that says, among other things, that you can indefinitely um, 
indefinitely hold people for uh, yes, for, hold, for for just the uh, suspicion of terrorism by the guys by the government yes the government the government determines or to some undisclosed um non-habeas corpus related right. thing that you are terrorists they can assassinate you on foreign soil and now on local soil and they can indefinitely suspend you without recourse to the law they never have to reveal to anybody you never have to go to court why you being why you assess as a terrorist and strangely enough they they invested heavily in uh, uh, small airplanes and uh, parachutes (laughs) otherwise called you what Joe is what this is a drone thing? What are you talking about? Oh yeah. Well they have to get you to the foreign land first. Oh, okay, is that what it's <laughs> so gonna ship you off? No yeah. no, they can just, fucking kill just, you in America. Yeah. It is not foreign lands, they can kill you in America. Yeah. Or were you under the impression that the law says it has to be a foreign land? No, they no, can no. assassinate you at home no, no, now. No, 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 they can't they can't kill you, they can just hold you indefinitely and then they can take you over someplace where and they then can kill release you. Yeah. Okay, that, that, that was my point. No, I but I don't think they so can kill you. So I they can kill you. Yes, they can kill you in American soil if they declare you as a combatant. Oh, okay, yes. Yes, I, I and the government so. is declaring he's a combatant, but without any recourse to courts or law or any trial before your peers or even a military trial, they can do it, right? I might be wrong, you're going to look it up, right? But it can also, this law also says the NDAA, right, under Obama, passed unanimous, almost unanimously by the Congress, and I think unanimously, unanimously by the Senate, and hurriedly signed by... Mr. Obama, who got the Peace Prize, the Nobel Peace Prize recently, for what reason, I don't know, that if I am an... Gary, so they arrest X person they in can some you, country, they, right? They can kill you on U.S. soil. Yes, yes, I know that. Um, if they arrest somebody in a U.S. country, right? No, I mean, they arrest a non-U.S. citizen, right? Um, let's say he's from Saudi Arabia, whatever, right? I'm just going to random country. Oh, we, and they yeah. arrest him wrongfully, wrongfully. And they in, you know, put him in, Guant- in Guantanamo or whatever for three years or whatever. And they fuck him over and torture him. And then they realize that he really was innocent. They won't this release law him. says that they don't have to release him because they fear he might bear anger and animosity towards the United States and then might become a terrorist. So we will not release him. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a lovely catch twenty two. Even signed by all the Democrats and all Republicans, and yeah. Senator Obama did not cavil. In fact, he pushed for harsher language. The Justice Department. Let's let's see. Also, under Obama, you know, so you put the NDAA law, law down, right? Also, under Obama, and they recent um that just came out last was it last week? Uh, no, it was about four weeks ago that um this I think this is directly anti Occupy Wall Street that you cannot protest near. Secret Service. Secret Service. And it wasn't just Secret Service. There's another clause in it too. It's not just Secret Service. People that the government deem to be powerful. Not powerful. Is the friends word. friends of the state. Influential or something. Mm. There's an exact wording that they use. But they mean that anybody that the government assigns a Secret Service to and anything that is of importance to America is a loose wording that means something yeah. of importance to America. So therefore... As a great, um, I was listening to some podcast. I can't remember the name of the podcast, but this man made a important point. He says, if the government then therefore assigns secrets, it was protection to Jamie Dimon, who's the CEO of Bank of America, right. and you protest around him. What, what then? Yeah. And you can be jailed for ten years, Gary. Yeah, ten years. Freed in 1984 and Brave New World. <laughs> no, I know we've forgotten some things that we have discussed in the past of the Obama government. Yeah. But listen, if you think Obama. And the Justice Department. If you think this is a dictatorship, and listen, there's no, I support, I sincerely pray and hope 
that this the um what do you call this 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 corrupt court this the conservative Republican corrupt huh. court strike down this these laws of Obama because this is definitely not just the first step. I mean, Obama has far outstripped George Bush because George Bush and they did things that they knew were illegal and yeah. they did it with chicanery and they did it with, with engineering and they got John Yu, who was the attorney general at the time, and they to make up, you know. But it was always sort of, you know, on, it was always, it was always illegal and always under some sort of shroud of secrecy and illegality. Obama and they have codified everything and they pusillanimous coward, feckless, pretend left. All of them. You know, this... this no this, comment. This this, uh, this podcast was supposed to be fun. It's fun. <laughs> I'm having fun. I love... I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun. The, they, 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 uh, I'm going to kill on this one, though, but the right. feckless left, and they're allowing this to happen. And what George Bush... What is being done by George Bush? The left, the supposed left, would be in transports... Of, of outrage and you know there will be thousands of matches whatever right. but now no Obama, yeah, they're just, because it's their team they're just rolling which shows over. you it's just a matter of team politics yeah and meanwhile America yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't really fucking matter because if if uh, Republican had got in the same thing would have happened and and the Democrats who wouldn't have any power no, anyway would but just the be, Democrats would, would rise up in arms that's what I'm saying oh sure yeah yeah okay. absolutely it's, it has nothing to do with what's going on sure, it just sure. has to do with uh, that person over there has a different pin on their shirt sure yes it's team totally team sports yeah, it's and bullshit it's, it's totally team sports and the, as I said I did disgusting all of the Democrats, all of you all, your rights are getting... You can't even protest now. You effectively can't. Ten years for protesting. And then the strips, the strip search law. So anybody who's been arrested can be strip searched. No, no, will probably be strip searched. But it can be. Well, yeah, well yes, of course. Yeah. Of course they're going to make it. Of course they're going to come formulate in about two years. Yeah. That, and then the strip search wouldn't just be relegated to... Uh, a pat down or there's a naked shirt then they'll start inserting things inside you know every shirt shirt might include a rectal examination that was the passing if they have reason to believe you insert something into your body they can do that but a strip search before you go into the general prison population yeah. is perfectly acceptable and if you, if you look at it from their perspective mm -hmm. you can see that this that if you're putting someone in with other people, yeah, uh, it's for their safety. However, the problem is that is reasonable cause. It's the Fourth Amendment. That's the whole point. They've destroyed the Fourth Amendment by saying that anybody that's going in there, anybody, and and the 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 whole purpose is, from what I understand, the guy who was strip searched was pulled over because he didn't have like a bell on his. Yeah, it was a ridiculous thing. It's so I funny. And he strip searched him because he was riding a bicycle without a bell. And it turned out they had like old warrants that he said he paid. And so then they thought, oh, well, he's probably trying to get arrested, so we'll have to strip search him. Okay, this is this is the state of America now. And for those of you all who are um, who are on the Tea Party side, Fuck you, wait, wait till you want to protest Obama when he wins again yeah. in the fall. But but it won't bother the Tea Party people because they're establishment though and they don't do anything like the Tea Party will actually are on Obama's side. That which is why you know the Tea Party people are just racist. Yeah. Tea Party people, Obama is as conservative as they come, and he's prosecuting a conservative agenda in a more efficient way than any conservative could without because the left has laid has laid down for Obama. 
were there conservative, he would have considerable pushback. But the left has laid down for Obama. So he's prosecuting a conservative agenda much more efficiently and you know yeah. than any conservative president could ever could. And the tea, but when it, I hope the team well, not, not not quite so because simply because the because of the the partisan politics. So the the people who should be going for him because he's effectively giving them what they want are against him. No, no, but not when they're voting for him. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, not when not when votes pass. Yeah. When you see, look at look at the Jobs Act. The J-O-B-S um, jump starting um, small business in America. Um, some that's silly, yeah. Which is this, um, you know, this, this specious nomenclature. You know, they love naming shit. Yeah. That's the opposite of this. And the Jobs Act is simply an act to strip away the protections that were the few protections that were put in by Obama, and they. So now they're freeing up the um, the investors and venture capitalists to go and run amok again yeah. with the Jobs Act, right? Unanimous, almost unanimously passed through Congress and hurriedly signed by Obama. When it is really fucking shredding things like the Volcker Act, where you want to separate um, banking from um, hedge funds kind of investment and that kind of stuff, it's stripping away things from that again. So it's opening up the door for the same thing that happened that led up to 2008 crash. Right. And all of them signed the door. Which is, so the point <laughs> I'm making is, you know, Gary, it's not that. Everything that really is really fucked up that has a pass, it will pass, right? Yeah. All the pretend shit from the Republican side or whatever. We're not talking about the people protesting against Obama, the yokels protesting against Obama in the street. We're not talking about them. We're talking about when shit really has to get slid through. Obama is uh, the most effective conservative that could possibly be. What he has, he has done nothing fucking progressive. I don't tell me that shit about any um, of the laws. Um, for example, um, striking down the Defense of Marriage Act. Because more sensible Republicans are more socially liberal. The establishment Republicans, not the rank and file, you know, as I said, yokels is a word that I feel mm-hmm. fits really well. But the establishment Republicans at the top of the end of the party, they don't have a problem with the, with the gay homosexuality thing. So that is not even, and th- that's not even like Giuliani and those yeah, kind of yeah, Republicans. Yeah. That's not, they're, they're not really socially conservative in that point they're very distant most of them from the they use the Christian right but it's not an issue to them that much yeah. right but the Christian right is useful to line up again and conservative fiscal policies and all and you know not you know those are not conservative that is not even conservative it's ideologically antithetical to the oppression under you know the underrepresented you know those are the policies the Ayn Rand, the Ayn Rand kind of selfish policies which is what is useful to get the, the idiots, you know, at the bottom end. To <laughs> Held up. But, yeah, exactly. I'm okay. I'm okay. All right. Well, but we're, we're, we're kind of talking about privacy and Fourth Amendment rights and stuff. Mm-hmm. And But the fact is we're kind of giving it away. A lot of people are giving it away online anyway. Because Facebook... <laughs> Uh, is the the worst for for privacy. They will make a change and expose you to all these people that you don't want to be exposed to, and you have to go in and purposely click off. And their whole point is is it, it's hilarious because they're it's all socialism or even communism. It's like everybody should know everything about everybody else. Can I ask something? Do yeah. they make those the click the um, off buttons that it had to find to turn off the to turn off the to well, turn on the privacy? Is it had to? It, it, not really, but the the fact is they do it sort of underhandedly and they just change shit. And you oh. sign by signing up for Facebook. You sign up to say we can change it anytime oh. without telling you. So you have to check every morning, right? So you're all. 
you know, you go on every other week and on Slashdot and on Tech Dirt and all these other places that pay attention to this shit, they will have a thread that says, hey, Facebook changed something. <laughs> you need to go check this out. So what they've done, Facebook, today, they bought a picture site called Instagram for a billion dollars. Now, Facebook's been pretty bad about privacy anyway. Uh, and so is Apple, in fact. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, ah, a couple of months ago, there was an app called Girls Around Me, mm-hmm. or Girls Near Me. And what that would do is it would troll um, a Foursquare yeah. and Facebook and look at check-ins. And it's because you can check into places, and then it would show you where all well, these girls are. Would that you know? No. No, these are any girl oh my that God. checked in to any place. So, like, if if you're going to if you're going to the Boom Boom Club, you can go. I wonder, you know, are there any girls at the Boom Boom oh, Club? Boom. In, the, boom. in that side, boom. Suddenly, it'll show you who's there, and then you can click on their picture because it's twenty-five to also. That's it, boom. Yeah. yeah, and it'll pull up pictures of them, and you can go on, you can surf All their right. Facebook. That is Be- untenable. That is beyond the pale. Oh my god. Yeah, because it's not like you've signed up for a service that that tells you. Like, I can see if if you're if you're a swinger. You sign up for a swinger service, and you go out to a club, and you go on to swingers.com, and you've paid for the access to see right. what swingers are. You get but, permission to yes. have yourself located to. Right. That's it. Is not so much that you pay to get access. You pay to get permission. You gave permission to have yourself identified. Uh, right. I do. Is it part of Foursquare? Yeah. I doubt it's part of Foursquare's original, uh, you know, agreement well, with their four, customers. Foursquare, four they've they've uh, blocked the app. Oh my and now the God. app is no longer available on iOS because some some guy wrote up uh, how creepy it is. So, but the point is that Facebook allows people just to conglomerate or consolidate all of this information if you don't know not to show all of this information to other people. Now, it's like when you're younger, you don't care. Maybe you want to meet people, so you say, "Hey, I'm at the Boom Boom Club. No worries, right?" But you don't. It, you don't send it to just your friends. You send it to everybody. And by it was really creepy. So yeah, yeah. now yeah. Facebook has bought Instagram, and Instagram was one of the number one apps on on Apple on Apple iPhone because it allowed you to to mess around with the the pictures. It was free, and you could change it, and then you could upload it, and it would tag it and show you where it are. So now you've got. They have access to all this other data that people have taken. Dude, that is so. I am. Well, I'm not and by the way, Instagram sucks on Android. I am not <laughs> any one of those. I am not any of the social media. My the socialist my media <laughs> is um, email and browsing yeah. and Google, which I still I need to stop browsing and Google because of course that's <laughs> giving everything name. away to you know. But yeah. I'm horrified by this. I'm also unaware of all this. Of the, the existence of these things that you're talking about, but why do you, Gary, knowing that, still continue to go and do that? And, and by the way, I read the other day that now employers are asking for your face with Facebook, Facebook password. password. Yeah. So am I? So I would not. I would not give them. I would, suppose, I would sooner not have a job. Suppose I tell them, uh, but I really don't have Facebook. Right. Like, and they were like, seriously, and, I, and they were, and they show me out the office without like they don't get angry, but they just show me out the office because yeah. you know what. He's shady. 
he doesn't um he doesn't want to admit he has a Facebook because everybody yeah. has Facebook. I really don't have one though. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, this is fraught with all sorts of um <laughs> complications. This is amazing. But but beyond Google. Yeah. Oh, in in speaking speaking of, yeah. uh, I believe the the Supreme Court or, or an appeals court said it's perfectly all right. They did not come down. The Obama administration and the courts did not come down against. Of course. Uh, but so of course. we're gonna be we're gonna be in uh, indentured servitude in about one generation. <laughs> do, do you what? I mean, thirty years generation. Yeah. yeah. You don't. I I give America seven years before it's a full theocracy. You know, this seven, yeah, seven theocracy ten years or, or a dictatorship. Dictatorship theocracy. Yeah, gonna, two different. of them going to be hand in hand. Right, uh, right. And when that happens, uh, everybody's fucked because once once religion gets power, uh, there's no stopping them. Because you're going to get someone like Santorum who decides that oh, you're being mean to Israel and we want Jesus to come back, so we're going to nuke you into the in the fucking mm-hmm. beyond the Stone Ages. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's going hand in hand, but Obama, but Obama is a, is a despot and a dictator. And were he to, I would rather he lose because do you know I, as horrible as Santorum and Romney and all of they are, and they do do the same shit he's doing. He's not going to do any less. Yeah. But you cannot get rewarded for malfeasance. I keep on saying this. You cannot reward a man or an administration for stripping Americans their rights, and that is what he is doing. Yeah. And you can't reward him. When you look at oh Santorum and Romney is worse, how could they possibly? Because you know, you know what I'm saying? They're they're gonna do some egregious shit, or maybe not. But how? Those things we listed that that man under that man Gary, and there there are more. How could he possibly be worse? Well, at least okay. What has he not done? Um, one he's he's against the war on women apparently. He's he's for he's he's for at least fifty percent of the population having basic health care <laughs> yeah, or uh, contraception and stuff. Yeah, and yes, and you all bring yes. And, and my answer to those arguments are it's it's pretty that word politically expedient yes. for him to strip them away. He would yeah. because if you can do it for the rest of them, you believe this. That you know, one thing I make about a bigot, like when people talk about, oh, he's a racist or he's um, anti-Muslim, a person who is open to bigotry or he's anti-gay. Mm-hmm. Like people always think of bigotry as one. The thing about bigotry is not that you're anti, but you is that your mind is open to misinformation, and you are unwilling to go and research facts and right. look into history and find out the causal factor, the causal factors for certain things, okay. right? For anything. That is where bigotry and and, fear, and suspect of fear and well, it's, it's but bigotry a, and faith. That's faith is the same way. Yeah, that's the same. Yeah, see, that's a, but that's from whence it springs. Right. So when a man is in, in one area, he's a bigot in one area, or he's a you know tyrannical in one area. There he is in all other areas. It is inextricable part of you. Is inextricable part of you uh, no. that you cannot separate. Is it stupid because bigotry is stupidity? No, no, no. Is but, he willingness to seize and embrace stupidity and to reject knowledge and learn and edit? <laughs> but it, but it, you can you can see it uh, just with okay in religious people in in general. Um, they there's you can have a wall. You can have a wall that protects. Uh, the cognitive dissonance that you would gain from being friends, say, with uh, someone outside of your social status. So, so like, or the you cognitive would, ask, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, in other words, if you hate black people, but oh, Andre's okay because I know him, right. right? And you've run into this where, yeah, yeah, Brian, it, it, 
there's this wall around the thought that you're fine. But no, you're fine. How are you contradicting my thing with bigotry? It's stupidity. And because you're saying it goes uh, yeah, across. Bigotry covers everything. No, that's not, that's not it. Big, I'm not saying, I'm, what I'm saying is, when people say bigotry, like they say he's anti-gay, and he's anti-black, and he's racist, and he is um, and fem, um, sexist. Right. And people separate them as... You know, as if they were you, you, you separate an orange right, but, but and you, separate you might not each be, other. You might, you might be against black people, but you may not be sexist. It is highly unlikely. Do you know why? <laughs> do you know why? Because bigotry does not stem from... Bigotry has nothing to do with the black people thing or if you're sexist. It has to do with the, uh, with the willingness to wallow like a pig mm. in mud in the mire and mire yourself in stupidity and to reject learning and to reject knowledge and to reject... Cause, as I said, causal factors. What causes X or Y to happen? Once you start going back into why is this the case, then you start saying, oh, this is why X population is this way, and this is why this is this way, and this is this this might not be a condition of the skin or condition of the sex, but this might be um a condition. It might be actually conditioned behavior, like generationally conditioned. Like for example, women are they say women don't know math. Of course, women are as intelligent as men uh, and, and, no ma- and they couldn't understand math. But they've been taught for generations that they're supposed to be stupid and mad. And even right. when they're good, they're being marginalized as being stupid and mad. And we, but once you're willing to accept that, you're willing... So I know you're already a fool. And then you're willing to spread that stupidity into other areas. Now, because, because many conservatives, because we are solipsistic and because we are very self-centered people, so I might have a gay son as a person who believes that black people are stupid and women are stupid. But I might have a gay son. So I might you know, but my son is normal. He's my son. He's just right. gay and he loves men. And I would accept homosexuality and I might take up their cause. Right, right? Dick Cheney. But I have not divorced myself from stupidity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that is the saying. root. And that's some went bigotry springs. Gotcha. So you must yeah. divorce yourself from stupidity and you must tie yourself to knowledge and learning and then you understand, okay, this is why this shit happens. This is why, you know what I'm saying? That is my point. Is that one, but okay. once you, a man is bigger than one area, I can bet you but I'm dollar that there are other, you, other areas, areas yeah. that because, because... The well, it's, is, it's sort of like the, uh, oh, what's his name? Orac. The, the, there's a guy who writes a blog. He's a, he's a medical doctor mm-hmm. and he has a thing called the... Uh, uh, woo magnetism. That once you have, it's the ex- same thing only having to do with, uh, uncritical thinking. So once you accept, say, re- Reiki yeah. or, or homeopathy, exactly. all of a sudden you, you've left yourself open to all of this and, other quackery. And this, and I am gonna support you. Which is you, the same thing. And not contradict you. I'm supporting you 100%. Yeah. It's not a contradiction. I'm saying, but, in another, in a contradictory way. I'm gonna say, but in a different way, as in, not, I don't think is. Then he left himself open like a gateway drug. I am saying, once that man is willing to embrace that stupidity, and your thing is always correct too, because you know what? Yeah. It might be a gateway drug to other stupidities. But once, but once I'm to other, um, you know, for act, actively false and you know whatever, you know, but 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 once you're willing to be gullible, you are willing to be yeah. No, that's, that's, that's the whole point. And you will have other instances of gullibility and right. stupidity. Right. In, you know? in, in the in the point is exactly what yours is that 
if they believe in Reiki, if they believe in homeopathy, they probably believe in some other form of quackery. But I also believe. But, not, but, leave, but, but, but you're right. It leads, point, but also it leads you open. The point that you kind of make too is that it isn't true. It might be gateway also. Yeah. Well, it leaves you open to all this other shit. Like, yeah. You know, it's about, you know, you're, you're formed your pathways to, yeah. to gullibility and faith. So, actually, that is true. Once you believe some sort of stupidity, Put out any patently without pat any any patently without um, verifiable or scientific uh, right. basis, then you're gonna burn this new pathways into faith, and you can take other. Then you know, the next thing that you need to take on faith is gonna flow along that new pathway, yeah. and you're gonna be done. That is true. It there is you ridiculous. Go. By the way, so don't be stupid, people. <laughs> if you can help it, <laughs> All right. And listening to us, not a good start. Uh, you're, you're already done for. You might as well enjoy. It. All right, good night. All right, cheers, people. If you enjoy injudicious ramblings, leave a review at iTunes or send us an email at injudiciousramblings at gmail.com or at injudiciousramblings.blogspot.com. The theme was written and recorded by Oscar Lawrence. <laughs>